Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor professional wrestling fan and i am just coming off the heels of an amazing pro wrestling trip live in person and man it fired me up and i just landed came home got the laundry going and i said to myself i'm a little behind i gotta record some stacking slabs so that's what we're doing today Before we get started, I'm going to get into that trip, but what I want to do right out of the gates is ask a simple question out there to my Stacking Slabs family, everybody who's a loyal listener who comes in every week, enjoys the conversations, gives me feedback. I do appreciate that. From the jump, I'm going to ask the question, why do you collect? That's a question that I will lead off today's Stacking Slab podcast with what's it do for us i say we and i say us a lot because those words are used to express and represent the collective the hobby sports card market there's so many different phrases so many different ways but it's a collective we the reflection should be about you when I ask that question. So don't think about we for once, okay? Think about you. Last week was a full-on, full-court display of all the news that can happen in a market rapidly and in a market that's expanding. The hobby was on full display and the news cycle last week showed showed us all that we are just getting started and showed us all that Man, there are so many things happening. Should we, as an individual, care about all of these things happening? Should we spend our time, energy, and emotion focusing in on all of these things that happen? Or should we pick? Should we choose? Should we be educated? Should we focus on certain things? I think that's kind of my feedback after experiencing a wacky week in the hobby last week is just asking yourself, reflecting and saying, why do you collect? I think when you understand what that reason deep down inside why you collect, then when things that all went down last week happen again, because they're not, go- they're going to, it's never going to stop. You can decide as an individual participant in the sports card market, This is why I collect, and here's the news. This is why I care or why I don't care about it. And I think asking yourself that question of why do you collect, is it because of passion? Do you not care necessarily how much your cards go up? Or maybe you do. Most of us do. But some of you might be focused more on profit, and that's okay. How about a little bit of both? I think some of us are passionate collectors, but we also like a little profit on the side. I think asking yourself the question, why do you collect, can help identify how and why you fit in to all of this madness that's going on with the sports card market. Once you do that, I think it's a lot easier to focus in on information and news that is going on. 
how you doing? Last week, for me personally and professionally, was absolute madness, and I thrive in madness, and I loved it a lot. So when I lead off each episode and I say I'm a B2B marketer, well, that's what I do professionally, and I helped launch a business last week in the content marketing space. My responsibility and role within the team was to help coordinate the launch, bring our story to market, align and build relationships with people who believe in our mission, launch our product with people, people who share in the story and the message that we are taking to market, have a damn party. We had a damn party in Indianapolis. It was awesome. A lot of really smart people, a lot of really good information shared, but we didn't want to overdo it. We didn't want to make it too stuffy. We just wanted people to be safe and kick it and get it introduced to our brand. Get feedback. I'm still getting feedback. As I came home, looked at my inbox, I'm just overwhelmed by the amount of good messages that we have. Now it's time for me and my professional role is to start prioritizing the work, coordinate with my team, try to figure out what we can do to help push our vision and mission along, but also align with the interest of the market. That's how I think about business. And I think going through this exercise of being employee number two in a company that's just getting started has been an amazing experience for me in my career. And I'm taking some of those learnings and applying it to the hobby and what's happening from a business perspective and what's happening from a uh, transaction perspective. I kind of blur the lines. I go back and forth, but I like that. I like to try to compare and contrast some passions of mine and try to make sense of it. So that was one thing. Launch a new business for me, but there was a lot more. After I got done launching business, I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to let my hair down for a little bit. I'm going to go out, get in the mix, get with the degenerate wrestling fans and have at it. Well, the best part about this was, is I left Indianapolis, went to Las Vegas, got there in ample time to make sure I could see the debut of CM Punk on AEW Dynamite. And you saw the headlines. That's a big get for AEW, and that's a big get for their brand and garnering the attention of people who might not have been, might not be watching wrestling or might have been disinterested, but attached themselves with a character like Punk and now saw the headlines on ESPN Bleacher Report and are brought back in. So that was a priority. I knew that was going down. I wanted to see that. But after that went down, it was just like the juices were flowing. I was in. Las Vegas, which is my, it was my first big trip to Vegas, okay? And it was, I don't even know. I, I know everyone out there who's been to Vegas, it's hard to even put it into words. You throw a, it, a fight being in town, Pacquiao, you, fight, you throw WrestleMania, or excuse me, SummerSlam at Allegiant Stadium. It's just, there was, it was absolute chaos, and I loved every minute of it. I, it's fun to be around passionate people, again, who share in your interests. It's fun to travel and see friends that are all scattered across the country that I don't see every day. Vegas is certainly nuts. I got my dose. I was ready to be home. But at the show, my mindset was always like, all right, you've got AEW coming out with CM Punk, this full episode. Everyone's talking about, can you deliver WWE? Just give me a show. I traveled out here. Let's have fun. We saw some big moments. We saw Becky Lynch coming back. The man, that was great. Rollins 
Seth Rollins and Edge had a banger. Roman Reigns and Cena was awesome. Brock Lesnar came back. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan, which leads me into a lot of kind of my thought process and what was going on in my head as I was traveling a lot of airport time thinking about, well, it's a good time to talk about wrestling cards. AEW's upper deck cards that are coming out, probably I've talked about them a lot on the podcast, but they have garnered, garnered so much attention. People are really pumped. It's because people are really excited about the, the product. Every Wednesday, now Fridays with Rampage, people like me who are in their mid to late 30s, 40s, shout out all you 40-year-olds out there, 40 plus, 50-year-olds, shout out, the demo man. Everyone's really excited about this product. People like me view our Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock and now our Friday nights at 10 p.m. as an escape. This is much, much like I use my time in the hobby to escape, to not be around a bunch of distractions, but focus in on things that I love and I'm passionate about. That's how people and these wrestling fans feel about AEW. Now we've got sports cards, or excuse me, wrestling cards to help back it up. I'm really fired up about that. A lot of back and forth on pre-orders, when they start, when they, when they don't start. I just I see it every day on my Twitter feed, and I think it's awesome. And a guy like CM Punk, is a is a guy who can help bring in more people to the product, which in turn, when Upper Deck and AEW launch this product, will get more interest in the wrestling card market. For me, I'm going to buy this product because I love AEW, and I don't really need any historical significance. This being the first set of a product that I really love is significant enough. There's just a lot of passion behind that. I think there's a lot of passion with the wrestling card community right now. What I'm starting to see is some modern performers who, such as a Roman Reigns who just headlined a big pay-per-view, who is coming off a year reign, who is a huge name, who captures the attention of a lot of people, starting to see his card prices starting to go up. And I'm just, for me, I'm asking myself the question, are people now more focused in on getting into wrestling cards focused in not just on the stuff that has been talked about forever but now are more focused in on perform new performers uh focused in on modern product um i don't know I, I think it's still early but i think it's been fun to see the wrestling card market and community growing up a little bit and i don't say that disparagingly i say it as it doesn't seem like everyone's doing the same thing and everyone's doing a bunch of different things and introducing their cards to the community and having conversations about why they like certain cards. And that is great. Innovation, new ideas within these segments, people communicating, that leads to a healthy market. And I'm really fired up. I was looking at Roman Reigns, and if you go to Roman Reigns, um, the uh, player index on Card Ladder, shout out Card Ladder. Um, but they've got five Roman Reigns cards, I think, in there right now. And over the last quarter, it's up 58%. So 58% on Roman Reigns' player index on card ladder, to me, is a signal. And it tells me, you know what? Like, There's probably more interest than ever right now on modern wrestling and modern wrestling cards. And it's just a really a fun time to be in the hobby. So I've got launch a company, went to go see SummerSlam, a lot of conversations and thoughts just on wrestling cards in general. And then you've got the hobby headlines, like bullet number three, hobby headlines of everything that happened. And it was wild. I think you've got PWCC versus eBay. You've got Fanatic 
Tops and Tops. Um, you've got Private Deals, Shines Emerald, Luca selling for a million plus. You've got the Golden Results. You've got Tom Brady's PSA 10 contenders going on PWCC's auction for $2.8 million. It's freaking wild. And I don't want to really get into the details, the conversations about each of those topics. There are so many people that do that in the hobby, and they do such a good job bringing opinions, bringing facts, bringing it to the table. It's on us as participants of the hobby to find the information, gather opinions, and then make decisions. I think my takeaway is like, look at the data and how much money is being spent every day on cards. Look at an event like the National. Cheer from the sideline and hope all the good rises to the top. I know that's an optimistic perspective. And I do think like when there are bad actors, we should be holding people accountable. But whenever money gets involved, I think things start to get nasty in a growing market. So for me, I know there's a lot of finger pointing. There's a lot of excitement with sales. Um, I just saw Card Ladder put out a post regarding the amount of sales that went down on PWCC's uh, auction. And it's just record high after record high. To me, I'm excited. This gets me motivated. Um, And also like, my recommendation for everyone is we're not all going to have the same opinions when these monumental stories and these news hits. So for, for me and what I like to do is I like to do my due diligence. I don't want to be the first to react ever in a situation. I want to gather information. I want to gather data and I want to form my opinion. I don't want to gloss over, over these as not important topics. All of these things are important topics, but I think it's all on us to do whatever we can to get educated. Like for me, I want the hobby to grow, grow and continue to expand. And a couple things that will make sure that this continues to happen are big sales. We're seeing a ton of those and a ton of competition and we're seeing competition. So I say this always, we as a hobby should always hold each other accountable. There's no police. There's no Hobby, the hobby infrastructure is growing right now and innovation is happening. So when you see something kind of funny, say something. But on the other hand, too, as the hobby continues to grow and expand, it's going to get even more competitive. People are going to say things. People are going to do things. My opinion, my feedback is always try to gather information as close and direct to the source as humanly possible. Don't just make it a one-day thing. Don't just make it a two-day thing. This needs to be a process, and you need to do your due diligence before you go make rash decisions because it's not going to slow down anytime soon. It's only going to continue to pick up. And these are the signs of a growing and expanding market. And I'm fired up to be a part of it. I'm glad there are so many other people that love to get down in the weeds, get on Instagram Live, drop podcasts, write articles, tweet, Instagram about this stuff when it goes out the door because good on you, but also make sure if you're covering, if you're reporting, you're gathering as much data and facts as possible because we want to share information that is real, authentic, and matters. I want to say thank you to the card ladder guys, Josh and Chris, for last week's episode. Got a ton of good feedback on that. People enjoy when they are on the show. This week, I've got my man, Joey, 
who's the e-trader on IG. He's a guy that has been in my Peyton Manning group for quite some time from the jump. Uh, met him at the National. He's into a lot of stuff that I'm into on the football side. I figured, hell, it is football season. Let's bring, he's a guy I've been wanting to have on the pod for quite some time. Let's get him on the damn show and let's talk about things like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, his collecting. He's been at it for quite some time. And I bring on people to the show that I want to learn from. And I know I'm going to learn a thing or two from Joey on this week's episode. So you stay tuned. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're not already. Leave a review. You know I like that. But most importantly, whenever I'm talking about stacking slabs and something you can do, you can tell a friend, tell a friend about the show. But So I appreciate it. So make sure you tune in on Friday. It's going to be another fun conversation. A point that I want to hit on, because I think it's really, really important, with all of these mad, wild sales going on and everybody showing off their cards, someone coming in new trying to find their place in the hobby. One of the things that gets talked about a lot, but I don't think has never really like gotten the guts of it, is this concept of collecting a bunch of little things versus consolidating. Okay. First and foremost, there is no right way to do the hobby. You got to do sports cards the way you want to. You got to do sports cards the way that's going to make you happy. There's a lot of people that like to talk about their cards, how they got their cards and the process they went through, which I think is good. I love learning from other people. I love learning about the road and the journey that they're on to gather the PC that they want, the PC that they can show off them posting cards, them getting fired up. Like I'm all about that. But I think finding out how people got there is always interesting. And I think it's up to you as a hobby participant to decide which side that you want to be on, which side that you want to vibe with. There are different reasons and different mentalities to each approach. I think the hardest thing as a collector is that we want pieces that we can attach to the past, present, and future, okay? We tend to get into these rabbit holes on things we like. I know that specifically for me, that's the case. I get in these rabbit holes, and I've been in one, on one for quite some time with wrestling cards, where I'm kind of brushing against the status quo, and I'm focusing in on things that I see in other in, in some of my other collecting, whether it's football or whether it's basketball, and I'm asking myself, like, why aren't people into this this stuff? Like, it's popular over here. Refractors, gold refractors, numbered stuff. And for me, it's like, well, I don't care if it's better on me that these cards aren't to the moon right now or people aren't talking about them because I really like them. And I, I want to buy them now, and I want to buy as many as I can because there are certain guys that have a gold refractor that have a numbered parallel that have an on-card auto that I really like and appreciate and have shaped my mentality and my mindset as a wrestling fan. So I get in these rabbit holes where then I'm like, well, I got to get, if I, if I got Randy Orton here, I got to make sure that I get an edge over here because they pair together. And so we get into these things where we spin it up in our head and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I can't just have one. I've got to have many. And you know, if you're out there, you've been in there before. The 
You start one little mini collection and it leads to a whole um, change of approach. You got new eBay listings set up. All of a sudden, there's all these different cards that you're not used to, but just because you went on a rabbit hole, they're start getting, you start getting interested. And all of a sudden, you're spending the time that you focused in on a certain player down on several different searching searches and listings because you're trying to build out a collection, trying to build out a collection because it, you're focusing in on this timeline in your life, not anyone else's life, your life, and you're trying to piece it together with moments that represent things that happen. That sound familiar? Well, that happens to me all the time. And I think it's difficult for us to just be player collectors because we like many different flavors of the hobby and we want to freaking explore. I want to explore. I want to learn. I want to get down in these rabbit holes. I want to learn about sets. I want to learn about parallels. I want to learn about on-card autos. I want to learn about why something didn't happen. I want to learn about why it did happen. I want to learn about pack odds. I want to learn about all of these things. It's fresh information. It excites me. We want to express our myriad of passions through cards and collecting a lot of little things is a way we do it. I just gave the whole example of going through wrestling cards, and I know there's so many other people out there with different players, teams. You've gone through the same experience. Collect a bunch of little things that can represent different moments in time and give us significance and also give us a story to tell our loved ones, our children our grandchildren, our nieces, our nephews. That's the power of sports cards. And that's why I think sports cards are art is because you have the opportunity to curate a collection that is unique to your passion and unique to you as a collector. And that's what I love. And that's why I like to collect a lot of little things at times. Well, then there's this big thing called consolidation. And everybody talks about consolidation. And consolidation makes a ton of sense. I think it's a topic that is very important to many collectors, but doesn't really get talked about as much as a lot of other things. You literally have to be okay with letting go of pieces that you bought and have purpose because you want to move up. Okay, let me repeat that. You literally have to be okay with selling, selling your cards that you've had for a year, two, five, 10 years. Talk about finances. Everyone has different financial situations and reasons. Some rare and unique individuals in the hobby seem like they can just buy great stuff all the time without selling. Good on you, brother and sister. If you're just buying big cards all the time and you cannot sell and you can afford to do that, that's an amazing place to be in. Fact of the matter is, most of us aren't in that position. The norm is most of us have to sell in order to keep things running. Activity is our friend. And it's really, really hard for me, but it's something that I do. And I would say it's many consolidations. I see a card I like, and it's, ah, damn, let me sell these few things. Let me not worry about it again, because I want to keep a bunch of cards that represent my PC. So I'm a little bit of a hybrid of both. I like to lean into having a bunch of little things, but then big cards do pop up that fit within my parameters of what my PC is. And then all of a sudden I have to sell. This is an interesting position to be in. Are you a collector of a lot of little things? Are you someone who consolidates? I don't think you have to be one necessarily, or you have to be the other. Maybe you can be a little bit of a hybrid, but I think these are questions you should always ask yourself as a collector. 
am, what is my goal? Am I okay selling because I'll be happier with a bigger card? That's what I love so much about the hobby. And I honestly learned so much from watching other people interacting with individuals and seeing how they do things. The more I do that, the more excited I get and the more influence others influence have on me and don't necessarily say like, oh, you need to sell these five cards if you want to get this, this, but understanding someone's process about how they leveled up over the years is helpful. And here's something for everyone. And I've talked about it before, but I'll reinforce it here. The question to ask yourself always is if a big card pops up that doesn't seem like it's attainable based on price is if I had this card, where does it fit into my PC? I like ranking. I've, I've, I've made decisions that way. I like to, to make decisions that way. Place a card you see up against your PC. And if that card that is out there would rank in your top five well, then it's probably a good time to start consolidating a little bit and selling some things so you can get that bigger card. Maybe not. I don't know. It's up to you, but you ask yourself the question. There are always going to be insane days, months, weeks in this hobby. There's so much going on in any market that is expanding. There's acquisitions happening. There's new technology. There's new people entering. There's new conversations. There's new ideas. But one thing that always stays and it always remains is the passion. Don't let things that happen that are outside of your control bother you enough to be negative or not enjoy why you're here in the first place. And you're here in the first place to collect some damn sports cards, to enjoy the community, to share your ideas, to share your information, to make friends and have strong relationships that you can talk about when you're at a dinner table and all of a sudden your wife says, who's that? Oh, it's somebody I talk to every day because of sports cards. I do that all the time. I know you do this too. A lot of great stuff going on in the hobby. I'm glad that you are here and you're a part of it. And I appreciate all of your ideas and all of your feedback. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. I'll be back with more Stacking Slabs this Friday. Joey, the E-Trader, talking football cards. Peace. Peace.